We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pacific Catch post-game show, presented by Chase Freedom. Will you call that mask kicking? No. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, look. Bucks and the Celtics are on a different tier. Warriors took care of the Celtics at home, and the Warriors on the road got taken care of by the Bucks, right? So, I don't know. Kind of, kind of fitting. Not going to lie to you. Kind of thought it was coming, which is why on the last show, I felt like the Warriors should have probably... Should have probably. As a, that's why you want to sit everyone. Sit yeah. everyone, but obviously they're not going to do that as a as a as a real team. So you know it is what it is. So I, I, it's a frustrating game. I never really thought the Warriors had a chance in this one, though, right? It never felt like it was a close game. No Wiggins, no Drew Holiday. Um, I before the game, I thought that's kind of a wash in terms of importance. After watching the game, I feel like it was a much bigger blow to the Warriors uh, because. I'm not sure that three guard lineup works against the Bucks, and you just see how much they're missing an athletic wing who can help them in transition. And, uh, you know, Wiggins maybe doesn't get to the rim as much as you'd like, but it definitely does more than anyone did tonight. So um, I, I feel like sometimes when a player's missing, you, you notice them a little more. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think everybody, the top three shooters, the top three scorers on this team all went six for 17, six for 18. One of those games where you're like, well, be nice to have Andrew Wiggins in there, who hopefully will be back here in the next couple of days. And uh, the Bucks were missing Drew Holiday, but what, before the game, when I saw that the Bucks had lost to the Houston Rockets, I said, "Oh, okay, they're they're gonna they're gonna come out and they're gonna be real serious tonight." And they're at home and all that stuff, right? So it felt like they they threw the uh, playoff defense at Steph. They were doubling him. Javon Carter was picking up half court. You know, like classic tryhard defense in the regular season. It's always gonna work because you know Steph's kind of. Like Steph, Steph didn't even try for seven for seven minutes, and then that told me like, okay, because you watch this Bucks defense and, and they're good, but it's not like Steph can't score against them. And then you see Steph don't shoot the ball for seven minutes, and you're just like, well, okay, I guess he's yeah, not taking he, this game seriously. So was that was that on him or was that Pool and Clay just deciding to, uh, you know, it's my time, I'm going. I, I think it's both. I mean, Steph's kind of like, I'll let these guys shoot, right? Like that's Steph's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the the Bucks played the type of defense where they know Steph isn't going to force a shot unless it's the NBA Finals, unless it's the the like unless it's an actual important game. The real problem to me is that you always feel like the Warriors are going to lose this type of game on the road. It sucks when the Warriors are only one game over five hundred, so it feels like the Warriors are now back at five hundred again, and it's it's really difficult to to watch this team hover at that at that point because they really should be. Like, this isn't really a loss that should impact them, but it does because they're fighting for their lives. To be out on the road, Milwaukee, range. you, you see you that in the do? summer, you're like, that's an L. But because they're because they had a nice 0-5 road trip to start the season, it's annoying because they got they got to pick up games somehow. And it's, it's not happening. We got a special guest, Andy. Maybe you can help us break it down. Uh, bring us a different perspective. 
from the ringer <laughs> Waz, what's up my man i'm good man i'm good i'm chilling out I, I was i was listening to you guys is uh sort of pre-production pre-show production <laughs> meeting and andy goes i think i'm sick and i'm like since when was that even a question <laughs> everybody knows he's a sick bastard well, I guess he was talking about some other sickness ailing him. I mean, it's Tuesday. I'm used to it. Weekend comes Monday. He's like, I can't talk Tuesday. I'm still feeling sick. By the time Thursday comes around, he's like, I'm feeling better. I'm ready to go again. Yeah. I'm in a good mood. I go from not responding to Sam in the early in the week. And then by the end, I'm like, let's go. Let's go. And then I'm back at it. Come, it's come it's amazing what, what being done with work on a Thursday can do for your spirits. It's 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 really truly amazing. <laughs> the Warriors look like they're playing sick, by the way. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So we're recording this after the Bucks beat the Warriors 128-111. And let, let's just let's just go big picture with it. Did you see anything tonight that changed your perspective on the Warriors and the Bucks? No, um, it's funny because yesterday I was at the Clippers Celtics game and I was like, right now I'm hanging out with Warriors fans. I was hanging out with Celtics fans yesterday I'm at sorry. the game. And, you know, it, it, like it's a similar anxiety, right? It's like we have these problems. Will they stop us from reaching, you know, our ultimate goals? I feel like. But the Warriors, how can anybody think they have things to learn about the Golden State Warriors? Like when it actually matters, right? Yeah. Um, when the chips are down and it's do or die and all the sports cliches and, you know, they got to be tough and they got to have grit. Like, how can you reasonably think that they won't bring it? I'm not somebody who thinks that. However, however, I do think the Bucks are one of the teams that can press the Warriors' disadvantages, and that's size. Um, they can be big in the ways that matter against Golden State. And let's face it, like, this this is what the whole Wiseman flirtation is about, like, in understanding that their one true weakness is heft down low, and the Bucks can exploit that weakness. Um, the, the bottom line is Giannis Antetokounmpo – He's the best interior player since prime Shaq. LeBron <laughs> or Shaq. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the two, one of those two. Um, I, I think it's Kenny that used to be like LeBron is the Shaq of the perimeter, but yeah, like who else sure. can just put so much pressure on your interior defense um, in that you got to sacrifice and, you know, sort of shore up leaks everywhere else because of it. Besides Giannis. So, yeah, I think the Bucks matchup is a particularly uh, daunting one for the Warriors, for sure. Yeah, and, and I thought, like, my my thought was, I thought the Warriors actually did a decent job on him in the half court, particularly with Looney and Draymond. They just got murdered in transition, and that's that's what's unique about Giannis. Like, it's, you know, get the ball off the rim two steps he's already at the other three-point line and if you're not like locked in and slowing him down like no one's no one's stopping him once he's got a step going so yeah that's kind of that was the I, I gotta double check it but it's the first time Draymond has played against um Giannis in like four years maybe three years for whatever wow. reason one of them always sits the games then you have like the year the Warriors aren't competitive and you know how these things go they're in different conferences mm -hmm. next thing you know it's four years they haven't played Giannis since he became Giannis, Giannis with that and it was like so it's the first time we even get to see that matchup and yeah I mean sh shocker it's a problem because he's a problem <laughs> for everyone right it, it's yeah. it's the only team in the NBA that I think as a player, that's as good as Steph, if not better. The the Warriors not worried about any team in the NBA because at the end of the day, it's like against – we literally saw this six months ago. At the end of the day, Boston didn't have somebody better than Steph. You're going to lose a series. And then you're going to have that same thing happen. Suns, same thing. I think mm -hmm. early in the career against Portland, same – every team in the West, same thing. OKC was the closest that got to him because KD was right there with Steph but ultimately wasn't as good. Uh, and he has never been as good. Uh, and I think 
now you look at the rest of the league. Giannis is that guy, right? Which is why, I guess, if you're a Warriors fan, are you rooting for Boston to come out of these? If if you are going to make it out of the West, because because you may finally go up against the guy that, you know, Steph can do everything he can do, but you still might not have the best player in that series. I think that's it. Because you look at the rest of the team. I'm sorry. Roster. Yeah, yeah, roster, every yeah. single one of them. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not that moved by Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton and Drew, Drew Holiday. Those guys are fine players. They're fine. But at the end of the day, they're not killing you. They're not going to beat you. Giannis is going to beat you. What are we looking yeah, at? That guy. That guy <laughs> <Yeah>. over there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's interesting, too, because I think in, even in the finals, the times that Boston was able to have success is when they were out physicaling and out hefting Golden State. It's not they, – they weren't playing some beautiful basketball when they were having their winning moments. They were just bigger, physical, beating them on the boards. They were beating them down court. They were just – you know, more athletic and and overwhelming in the mo- the few moments. Well, it wasn't few. I mean, the series, you know, went to six games or whatever. But, you know, like in the moments that they had success, it's because they could beat the Warriors that way. Um, and, you know, I think I think they still possess those advantages, a lot less so without Robert Williams gumming st- the Warriors offense up. But I think Boston is still a difficult matchup, right? I think if Golden State, you feel the ultimate confidence, we already beat them up. Um, but you're a year older. Uh, they will have a year um, of having seen a lot of your stuff and trying to figure stuff out. And, you know, I think I think Boston will, um, will still present problems. I think New Orleans presents problems for a similar reason. It's that they can take advantage of... of, of you know, Golden State's lack of heft on the perimeter. I'm not saying I would pick New Orleans against Golden State. I, I wouldn't. I, I, sorry, no. Uh, I wouldn't no, do feel, that. They feel a year or two away, but it could right. be. Right. Yeah. But but again, but like you see with what Giannis, not, excuse me, what um, Zion is able to do in whatever, half court, transition, uh, pick and roll, one-on-one attacking guys, post-ups, which I think, kind of is the key to beating Draymond. Um, you have to be able to post him up. If if you can't, like, straight up just back him down from close in, like, you just have no chance otherwise, right? Like, you see it with somebody like Jokic, where it's just like, bro, no matter where I catch the ball, I can, I'm the one person that could back Draymond down. Unless you're able to do that, it's just not good. Like, that's why AD has trouble with Draymond. He doesn't move him. So if you can't move Draymond, you're dead in the water. I think Zion is one of those guys who could potentially do that. Again, not to say that Golden State Warriors aren't going to produce their own problems for teams. That's the nature of – that's why we play these games, right? Um, but I think there's teams that can hurt them. It's just will they have enough perimeter defense to deal with all the crazy shit Golden State is doing with their beautiful game? Um, will they execute? at the level that Golden State does in the games that matter, right? Where, you know, you still get a couple of the crazy stuff, turnovers and all of that stuff. But, man, when it's nut-crunching time, like, they execute assignments like nobody's business. And then, of course, again, and I know this is not analytical and, you know, um, pocket protector and all of that, but these guys make big shots when it counts. They just do. I've just seen it over and over and over again. Like, they make big shots when it matters. So, you know, when I think about in the future, in the playoffs, I think there are difficult matchups out there for them. But, you know, you you have to, one, have that matchup advantage. Like, again, you, you bring up Phoenix. They can't press none of those advantages. They just don't have it. Their center is seven foot two. But, you know, he wants to play like Jamal Crawford. So it doesn't matter, right? Um, there are teams that are good. Uh, I think Portland, I think Portland's really good. They're not going to be able to attack Golden State. As far as I'm concerned, in that Portland way. and Phoenix are the same. They're just yeah. like, they're, they're cute. They're cute teams who will get their big regular season wins. And, you know, push comes to shove, they won't be there. Um, no. We got a super chat from Awesome here. I hate this team. I think this is just a bad team. This is game 30. You are who you are. Technically, it's game 28. Um, the process all season, roster construction, just discouraging. All right, Waz, we, we have someone who's not in the weeds, living yeah. and dying with every possession. So let me let me ask you this. 
Um, tw- 14 and 14. We know they're better than that, but like, at what point do you start getting worried that they dug a hole they can't get out of? And then do they need to make a move? Because that's all, that's going to be the conversation from now until the trade deadline. It's almost December 15th. No one's making a deal now, but like from now until February, everyone, it's going to be the same old, do they need to add another big type of conversation? Yeah. They, I mean, I think they do. I don't think they need to. I think it'd be really nice if they did. Cause whenever you're not playing Draymond or Looney or both, it's just, it's, it's a fucking disaster. So yeah, Jermichael yeah. Green is not working out. Like that's no, the, he's the, not a but he's not a five man. He's barely a four. I think it's it's just not an ideal fit, especially defensively for J- Jamichael Green. They, thought, they saw the auto thing work out perfectly last year and thought they could. Nah, hit he's in a not. Twice. He's not the. He's not Otto Porter in you know the IQ department. He's just not, and that's not to say he's a dumb player. It's just Otto Porter is a really <laughs> like high IQ basketball player. Like he has an understanding for everything that they're trying to do on both offense and defense and how he can best, you know, sort of fill in those gaps. And so when you, again, like these are things, it's not about setting a screen. It's knowing when to set it, who to set it for. Um, Who's the guy on the opponent's team that is best suited to be screened. It's these little things that, you know, not everybody is suited to uh, understanding just intuitively. Like, that's what makes Otto Porter on this team, right. you know, such a great player to have because the things that they're trying to do, the the, the 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 matchups that they're trying to exploit in the ways that they're trying to do them, that's why these young guys have a hard time understanding. It's like, what, you told me to screen and roll? And it's <laughs> like, yeah, but... You know, like there's a timing that comes in depending on how that guy's, how your guy's defending you and how the guy's defending Steph. And, you know, or sometimes you might want to slip it. It's these these things that you need to understand from, I don't know how else to say it, from just knowledge, right? But as far as am I worried, I'm not worried. I can't be worried. I'm sorry. I can't be worried. And it's frustrating, I understand, as a fan who... You know, you you want to see your team be twenty two and eight right now, top of the West, ready to just you know take another one seed, going to the All Star break, just looking good, no questions. But at the end of the day, these guys won a championship last summer. It's a veteran laden team, uh, as we know. These guys are the most primed to understand that the 82 games in the regular season is a fucking slog. And yeah, they're the most likely to coast a little bit. I And I understand that. And I want to add something else because I think this is important for Warriors fans to understand. This is not the Clippers poo-pooing the regular season. Clippers who have never accomplished yeah. a single thing let's, let's in their fucking life. Okay, this is not them blase blah regular season. Oh, I'm I'm gonna be a playoff team. I, I'm gonna be a team that turns it on to the playoffs. I, I'm the regular season is beneath me. I can't uh, I can't be bothered with this. That's for peasants. The Clippers doing that is tone deaf. It's a lack of self awareness. It's a team that's never done dick. 95% of them on their own and obviously 100% of them collectively. We know what Kawhi Leonard has done in the playoffs as an individual. So it's a lot of dudes claiming Kawhi's resume in the past as a reason exactly. to try. Yeah. So the Warriors, that's not the Warriors. They've actually done it. They actually have championship equity, not just individually, but as a collective. And so it's a little different when they treat this regular season the way that they're doing it, then say the Clippers, like they're not going to have a moment where the Denver Nuggets are just dreaming them in a playoff series. And it's just like, what the hell? I don't recognize this team. No, this team in a series and it's a moment where he hasn't gonna, shook. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This team is going to go down swinging. It's going to be, it's good. They're going to be hard to beat. Um, I mean, right now I don't see how you pick anybody out West that'll beat them in a series. 
Um, I mean, I could see how you do it because I picked after all, I did pick Denver to win the championship, but like it's it's tough. Den- Denver has been uh, they win a lot of games, but not it's disappointing. They're yeah. by the way, they're another Clippers poo poo regular season team, too. But the problem is, Denver, yeah, we get it. You're a good offense, you're 27th in defense. That's yeah, not a thing we knew, which we, we which we guessed was going to be the issue. And uh, Michael Porter Jr. has been out for who knows how long. He's he just can't can't stay healthy. I mean, and they how you can't mm-hmm. win. You're not going to win a championship without him. So, uh, yeah, I mean that that seems like a team. I was high on them too. And then the rest of the it seems like the rest of the West. Like we know what we've got with the Suns. Uh, we know what we've got with the Clippers right now. Uh, or even though Do they we? last night, like for me, like I know that we're not going to have enough from the Clippers. Like that's what I know is okay. that we know that Kawhi and PG aren't going to be there. Because they've never been there. The John Wall media tour or whatever, you know. Uh, yeah. Is there even a media tour going on? <laughs> nah, like, no. Um <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty much Pelicans and Grizz is where mm. is where the West mm. is. And as Sam always says, maybe they're a year away. You know, maybe maybe to me, maybe they're just they're like, your way till they do it, right? I mean, it the Grizzlies definitely. I remember completely dismissing them before that series last year. And Sam was like, "Look, man, they got all this athleticism. This is exactly the kind of shit that gives these guys trouble." And there were moments where I felt like, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> I'll be damned if these dudes ain't giving Golden State. I, just, I was not willing. I was not willing to hear Phoenix was a bigger problem though. I was like, it's a Chris Paul team. We we've seen this yeah. for a decade and a half. And these guys are at least a different animal, you know? Yeah. They may not be better, but it's a different animal. Yeah. And I think in a series, if they if if they if they can find a way to make it ugly, to make it way more possessions based, even though I don't think they're a good half court offense, but like when you muddy the game and slow it down against Golden State for a team like them, it'll be to their advantage because they can create extra possessions on stuff like offensive rebounds and, and things of that nature. So I think, you know, they'll they'll be a tough out if they somehow see Golden State. I just, man, when it comes to the execution of all of this, uh, I just don't see a team in these big ass moments. Especially look, the Pelicans. I think like their talent wise, they have everything. They can shoot it. They can beat you with one-on-one isolation. They have dudes that can punish little guys who try to switch. Um, like uh, man, they got they got mid. They got they can they got defenders. Even though you know their very best guys aren't exactly Scottie Pippen, but they have like you know I could see Alvarado being annoying. I could see him being annoying in a Golden State series. You know, I I can obviously Herb Jones is has proven to be a top-notch, top-tier perimeter defender. They have all of the pieces, all of the goods, but I could just see just meltdowns and choke jobs in their future against, you know, a playoff team that's just re- more ready than they are. It's it's like the Warriors choking against the Spurs in 2013. It's not Or, really or how about this? Yeah. The freaking Timberwolves against Memphis last year. They should have beat that team. They yeah, should have won that series. That was insane. All these the double-digit leads and just melt that. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, again, this stuff doesn't show up in the stat sheet. But, like, <laughs> you get into these big moments and Carl Towns is fouling dudes while he's in foul trouble, you know, 90 feet from yeah. the basket. Like, these are things that the Warriors would not do in a big spot. They'll do it tonight against the Bucs, but in a big spot, it's not going to happen. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk two specific Warriors because I'm with you. Look, I'm not worried about Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, mm. Kayvon Looney, Andrew Wiggins who didn't play. They're all veterans. As far as I'm concerned, like, if they don't perform, you weren't going to win anyway. You know, like, it's if Steph, if, if he gets old, it's over anyway. It doesn't really matter. But we're not going down that road. That's not what we think. Two players are interesting to me right now. Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kuminga. Jordan Poole was terrible tonight he's been kind of just like i don't know what to make of him this season honestly like they i I thought he was amazing last year i thought he should have started over clay for like Mm -hmm. large stretches of the run um draymond punched him they paid him and he's just like he looks a lot more like lou williams than a uh Mm a starting guard to me. Like he looks more like a, when he's feeling it, he'll give you 30 on 15 shots off the bench, but there's a lot of six for 18, four for 15, you know, kind of frenetic. Like if I, if, if, if my shot's not on, I'm not doing anything for you kind of nights going on. And uh, one, that's not like a player we associate with the warriors during this whole run. Like they, they, those aren't their type of guys, but I just I don't know what to do with him, honestly, at this point. Like it's it's early to but he doesn't have that like veteran neck. Like, I'm not worried about Clay Thompson. Like he yeah, didn't Clay, take a leap. Clay, we expect him to take a leap. He didn't take a yeah, leap. Yeah, Clay not was yet. just as dumb as him tonight, but I know push comes to shove, Clay can like flip the switch and become an adult when he needs to. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think the, the Jordan Poole thing is interesting because he is a one-way guy. In the sense of, you know, he's not some great shakes on defense. Um, And his thing is absolutely scoring. I think he's gotten better, obviously, throughout the course of his career as a playmaker. But it's not like, you know, you're going to ask him to run offense for 30 minutes a game. That's just not the kind of guy that he is. And, And what's funny to me is, like, when I was watching him this year, it felt like he should just be shooting it. Yeah more he should just be clay thompsoning it um so to speak and it feels like he's been second guessing himself like you talk about 18 shot nights it's just when i watch it it doesn't feel like the guy that i watched last year who had defenses in a panic where they weren't sure if it's it's like this classic defensive decision it's like not even the not the drip. Well, we're gonna get to that dribbling shit too. <laughs> I think defenses were not sure if they should actually honor these deep ass threes. Like, is this dude, is this dude Dame and Steph? Like, is, like, does he really have the green light to shoot that every time? And then when it would go in, and you would see what all the things that they would unlock in his driving game and all of that kind of stuff. To where now, I, I don't feel like he has that same confidence to do that. And I think defenses are just reacting to him differently. Whatever it was about his contract being up last year, this guy just felt, he just felt the, 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 the energy to just let it go. And I think there's a body language. I don't know. I don't like doing this, like, sort of, you know, esoteric shit. You know what I'm saying? But no, we, there's we, a, we defer we defer to Bill for that. Yeah. Right. Of course. But there's a way in which you're taking these shots within the flow of the game that just doesn't feel the same right now. I don't I, I can't put my finger on it. I, I think it's because they had him leading the second unit to start the season and tried to make him like Chris Paul. And that's just mm. Paul's never gonna be that guy. Mm-mm. Like Steph. Steph is never going to be that guy. Steph can do it because he's he's 35 and he's just been around so he could do whatever he wants and he'll figure it out and he's he's the goat. Uh but they had they had Paul trying to be 
a pass first creator and that's just not him man he's, and, not, and that, he's not that kind of guy he's not and he shouldn't be actually that's probably an even better way like he sh- shouldn't be that guy right now like do your job you're get you're getting paid to shoot the rock and score yeah, the basketball they- and and i'm i'm watching him make a triple move when you don't we only need one move he's so quick <laughs> he's so quick and he's strong. He just, you just need one move pull up mid-range or get to the hole yeah. but he's doing all this this weird you know, I'm going to shake you, but I'm going to go back. Like Lionel Messi's uh, uh, move today, which was really cool. He did like a he, – he sprinted, stopped, has he turned around. He did like four moves in a row, which I've never seen because I don't watch soccer. But like Poole's trying to do that shit on the basketball court. And it's like, <laughs> dude, just go by your guy. So I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I he was. It felt like he was trying to get Wiseman Steve involved and Kaminga involved, all those guys involved, Jermichael Green involved. And it's just like what made him successful last season is he could just drop 30. And yeah. To, to your point, Andy, that's that's why they put Draymond in the second unit because it was like it just it needs someone in there to just kind of be the adult and just let Poole cook. Didn't work tonight, but that's kind of to me. Jordan to Poole Bronco. should be hunting his shot. Like that's yeah. that should be his his goal. Um, the come off screen, catch and shoot, the attack closeouts, all of that, and then he sprinkles in the the dribble stuff. And, you know, I think it was Nate Duncan, man. I heard bring this up. He was like, I wonder if he's lost confidence in the handle because all the carries that got called on him, right? And he was like, am I allowed to do this move? And I, I wonder if that's in his head now, which is kind of laughable because the carry jumped the shark so long ago. <laughs> I mean, like, KD, well, that was... I don't, I don't know what to do when they call a carry. I'm like... That's not a thing. It's it's crazy. It's on every possession he's got. That's just how dribble works in the NBA now, bro. Yeah. Calling yeah. a carry is crazy to me. Like dudes, literally, just like they just literally throw it across their body. I'm like, bro, that like when I was when I was 14, 15 years old, which was a long time ago, folks. That like that straight up was just an illegal play, which is just now allowed. So it's like I wonder if that's gotten into his head. I, I mean, I still like Poole a lot. I just think he needs to get it in his head that he is more. He's more clay. He's more Ray Allen in Boston um, kind of guy than he is anything else. Like, bro, when you out there, score, shoot, score. That and 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 yeah. you doing that is going to open it up for everybody else. All that other shit, man. I don't know about that. He's got just enough playmaking to entice you, but the more you watch him, it's like play him as a scorer and let him make a play if they close him hard. Don't have him trying to set everyone else. Yes, 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 yes. All yes. right, we didn't we didn't even talk about the refs tonight, which I generally don't like to, but what seven techs? Uh <laughs> Steve Kirk said this like 15 minutes ago. Not a good showcase for this league. Kind of ties into what you're talking about, the carries. It's just, I I feel like every year there's an annoying new emphasis. And I, I never really get the point of it because it's like, <laughs> you're just going to go back to not calling things in the yeah. playoffs. And it's like, okay, so in November and December, we got to watch phantom carry calls or weird officiating maybe, maybe it's just maybe it's just the reality of like playoff refs are better than regular season refs but yeah and and i don't know I, these kind of things i don't think the carry is taken away from the game so i don't know why we should care you know the stuff with the three-point fouls i really wish they'd like got rid of that like watching dudes fall on every fucking how did people manage not to fall on every three back in the days what am I missing here? I, I just wish there was a way to legislate that out. I love that they got rid of the take foul. Yeah. Because it's just dramatically down. There's a couple of them where they sneak them in and it's like, oh, I went for the ball and whatever. But like most of those take fouls are gone, which I'm and, very and, satisfied and, with. And we all know when someone's not trying to make an actual play, when they're trying mm-hmm. to play for the foul. Like, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm with you there. Let's hit on a Kuminga and then get to these voicemails real quick. So so we talked Jordan Poole. I need your because I'm big Kuminga guy. Not, not gonna mm-hmm. lie to you. Very like all in. I've I've already penciled him into the Hall of Fame. Gonna be in Springfield in like 15 years there for him. Uh, no, uh, but what are you seeing? What what do you think of him? Just like as I someone think, who doesn't watch, you know, watch wars like that. I think here's the thing about him. So 
I think if I'm if I'm tell me if I'm wrong, but I think part of why you're in on Kaminga is having watched Wiggins blossom into the guy that he's turned into. Is that part of the calculation? Yeah. Also, it's just like Steph surrounded by wings who can defend. That's that works. That works. Okay. He. I don't know if I buy that his jumper will ever come around, you know, like I he's, he's 20. I buy who knows? it. Who knows? Who it. knows? But like, it doesn't need to, it. you don't see it's, it's basically the defense and the aggressiveness that has me all in on him. That's, that's what it comes down to. It's like, yeah. I think the thing about Wiggins, let me get the dog emoji up here now or the, I, I think <laughs> he's got that dog in him. Yeah, um, exactly. I think, I think with Kaminga, it's like he hasn't shown as much on ball stuff as you would hope for a quote unquote perimeter guy, right? Um, think about what Shaden Sharp is showing already in Portland, you know, as an on ball. And nobody thought Kaminga was that skilled when he came in, but it's just he hasn't shown any true pizzazz any oomph on the ball and so it's hard for me to get hyped for a dude when it's just like all right as we all know steve kerr just lets guys cook you know no he does not (laughs) he does not and it's and and so it's harder for me to get get hyped for a guy who's gonna be like you know slightly doper jay crowder like is that what we're hoping for Oh, that's that's a little. I mean, first off, he's a freak athlete. Like, yes, he, he is. A, he's a way better athlete than, than Drake Jay Crowder. But he walks oh, into, but, he walks but the functionality just, of the athleticism, Andy. I, right, like this. Stromal Swift was a great athlete. It, <laughs> he didn't function that way. He didn't function was, that way on with, the floor, um, though. I was gonna go more on the uh, Sean Marion, Jalen Brown type of like um that's like that's like i'm, I'm not saying he's so, there i mean i'm I, saying I'm, that's what we're that's but what sean we're, Marin, aiming, but that's sean what we're Marin, aiming for that's what we're aiming i get for. that but sean marion used his athleticism to his impose his will on the game this guy was like imposing his will on possessions in positive ways, quite early in his career, too. Like, it didn't take Sean. And Sean Marion is Six basically a Hall of Fame Six type of guy. Attempts for Kuminga tonight. Mary, <laughs> Marion's one of the guy. My guy. I mean, I, he, look, man, he, he's not afraid to take it to the, take it to the rack. I'll put it that That's way. Fair. That's Andrew fair. Andrew Wiggins I mean, I just, is the easy comp. You mentioned it to start this this thing off, Was It's it's Wiggins as a right because it's he's athletic. You don't think of him defensively because that's not what he was drafted for, but – I, I don't know. I, I think he will be elite defensively. I think he's showing some of that now. And he can't dribble, just like Wiggins. So it's Yeah, it's, I think Wiggins never... had better. As bad as we dogged Wiggins' handle his whole career, his handle was better Wiggins than Kaminga. better than Kaminga. I mean, he's at every single... I think it is, but I think I think Kuminga's more aggressive. Like I yeah. look, I was joking about the free throw attempts. I've watched him get 10 free throw attempts multiple games over the last two years. Like he just barrels to the rim in a way that like, and I'm struggling to think of a good comp for it in a way that guys like Wiggins don't, you know, I was going to mm-hmm. say Giannis. I, I, that's, I wasn't going to go Not there. Giannis, yeah, maybe a Latrell Spreewell. If oh, I want sure. to date myself some more, <laughs> a Bay area, <laughs> a Bay area legend. Producer, producer Tim throws Corey McGetty in there. Yeah. That's <laughs> Warriors great right there. That's a I've former that. Warriors great. But yeah, it's, it's in that kind of, but, um, but this is what I will say, um, Sam. And I think this is what you're getting at. You can't give up on Jonathan Kaminga. Um, even, and I hate being the guy that's like in two years you got to pay him, dude. Even if you have to pay him some level of something close to shit that he has not even come close to showing, the Lakers are instructive. Letting Getting rid of Caruso and Kuzma and KCP and these perimeter guys yeah. who do all of this shit that a lot of people don't want to do, and when you put that around greatness, this magnifies the impact. You know, this is just that he's he's got the makings of a winning player, one hundred percent. 
Uh, I just think he has not been able to showcase that yet. And, you know, part of it is you're, you're on a team that literally was good enough to win a championship. You know, with you, look at what Jalen Green gets yeah. to do on his team. He, he, yeah, yeah. I, I always say that. Can you? I bet Kaminga's so pissed off watching the Rockets whenever they play him because he's like, dude, 100%. I, I could be shooting thirty eight percent from the field. Yeah. I, I, can be, I cannot. I can also coast on defense because nobody holds. Oh, me he must have loved summer league where he got to just. <laughs> he was and he looked terrible. And he looked no, he had he had his no, he had the bad game, the first bad game. The first game was bad, and then he came out and he basically dominated. He embarrassed himself. I'm sure somebody talked to him was like, bro, this is nasty. You a the second year summer league guy. The 50th time sources, sources say he was at the Aria the night before with Waz. You know, <laughs> these, things, these, things happen, these things happen. Big, you know, but we won't get into that. Uh, <laughs> Sam is Fendi. Ari was with me at the Aria the night no, before. No com- if no anything, <laughs> Tim, we got we got those voicemails. Oh yeah, let's let's, let's get let's get to those. Let's get on. I can't wait. Hey guys, it's Nate, and I'm in LA currently. Uh, first off, well, happy holidays. Um, anyways, um, I've been happy seeing Kwanzaa. the stat floating around for a couple of weeks about the Dubs free throw disparity. Um, it seems to be reaching some sort of historic levels. Um, and I know this is partially because they've been functioning more as a jump shooting team and have been really lacking on D and their rotations. Um, but it feels like the refs are uh, really screwing us in some of these games. Just wanted to know your guys' thoughts. Thanks. I don't. I don't do. I don't do ref commentary. I, I just think it's <laughs> a waste of everybody's time. I. Uh, to I, be I, honest, I, I'll let it. I'll let it fly. I'll let something fly because I always, always do. Um, <laughs> I, look, man, NBA refs and the Warriors. Steph goes out and he's always taunting the refs, and Draymond's always laughing at the refs, and. <laughs> You know the Warriors are assholes. You know it's all it, it, they always do the asshole bit, and they did this when Katie's on the team. And you know refs are like, like they're humans. You know, so I'm sure they they go back home and they're talk texting other refs in the same group chat. And you're like, did you see what Steph did the other day? You know what I mean? So I don't I don't know. Today was ridiculous though. Like, I've like never this? heard. <laughs> hey, by the way, I thought. I thought this picture, that this 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 killed me when I saw Draymond. <laughs> it's like it's like remember LeBron when he was in Indiana yeah, yeah, yeah. and he pointed at the guy. I thought it was a, him. I thought it was it's him. Well, I thought it was gonna be. I thought somebody <laughs> said something racist. I thought says I thought it was gonna be a white dude. It was a black. Did you see that who they kicked out? Yeah, it was a black was like, dude. Just a regular, just a regular black dude, Milwaukee Midwest cat trying to enjoy himself. You know, Come on, Draymond. Come on, hating on the heartland. Draymond is from the heartland. Right. Yeah, right. Hey, he's he's willing to. He, hey, if this gets Giannis out of the game, he's willing to do it. No. <laughs> Draymond's gonna go and step over Giannis in the NBA Finals and bait him into a into a suspension this June. I can't wait or next June. This guy's. Let's let's get to the next one, Tim. Hello, this is Joshua from Michigan, and um, my hottest take is that. The Warriors, if they play the Bucks in the finals, they would get swept. It would be ugly. It probably is not a super hot take, but based on this game today, it is horrible. Um, love you guys. You guys do a great job. See you later. Bye. That's a, that's a hot take. Um, that's this, this, the Warriors, this, since they've drafted Steph Curry, have not lost a series in under six games. I'm not going to say the Bucks can't beat them. I will put everything I have that they will not fucking get swept. They can't get swept by the Milwaukee Bucks. And that's the and thing about the Bucks and 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 the they Celtics. They also love to play with their food and do like Yeah, they are going to they're going like, to have just Oh, just disgusting game. execution games. Drew Holiday is going to take some of the worst shots you've ever seen in your life. Uh, they're gonna have some of those games. Um, again, I think the reason to be worried is is there when they don't feel like playing with the two bigs, they can put Giannis at the five and all the stuff when Robert Williams felt good that was killing the Warriors. Yeah, Giannis could do that and draw uh score 40. You know, it's it's just it's it's a tough, tough, tough matchup. But they're not gonna get swept. Come on, guys. 
<laughs> Warriors, be serious, guys. Warriors fans are the best, man. It's it's a mid December loss, home. but you know I, that's why that's why we do this. And show. and people got to remember their history, right? Um, I'm I'm old enough to remember the Houston Rockets, their second um oh, championship. We're, the clutch, of, we're we're already there with the clutch yeah yeah. We're doing the clutch the clutch Rockets where there was a six seed. They lollygagged the entire way. And they just started killing people in the playoffs. Like, that's just what happened. That's literally what happened. They swept the fucking magic in the playoff. Like, this team was incredible. Uh, same with the, the, the Shaq Lakers. You know, uh, they, the, what were they up to 20th in defense or something ridiculous like that? The playoffs came and they dominated. I, I think the wow. Warriors are of that ilk coming off of a championship. All of the guys that made them win Steph Curry. Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, Kevon Looney, and you know even to there were certain points where uh, Poole was was getting in on the act and Otto Porter's gone, but whatever. But the five main reasons they won the championship last year are all back, and they're not going to be drastically worse than the team that won the NBA championship, guys. They won the championship last year. Oh, by the way, <laughs> shout out Andre Godala for getting on the. Uh... Officially getting into the season, getting his first tech. I mean, he hasn't suited up yet, but, but <laughs> my guy. Um, Tim, you want to keep it rolling? Hey, guys. This is Ebony. I've been listening to you guys for about two years now. And honestly, with this game, I don't – it's not even that the Warriors played terrible, but the Bucks also didn't do anything that special. And I don't think I've – I mean, Giannis, Giannis is Giannis, sure, whatever. But, like, before the second half even starts, Milwaukee has 13 free throws, 13 to zero. And then the Warriors have three touchs before the first half even – like, it just doesn't make any sense, like, how, <laughs> how this is a, a nationally broadcasted game. And they're going to call that many technical fouls and no free throws. Make it make sense. That's all I got for y'all. Have a good night. She pissed. I, I love <laughs> it, it, it. You know, man, in our business, a lot of times the only other people I'm talking to the NBA about are like other jaded, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. nonplussed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cooler than school media guys. Yeah, so yeah. it's dope to listen to partisans just be pissed. <laughs> it's great. It's the best. It's the best. It's the passion. Because, you know, I, I, I think it's I, – and I think Warriors fans are, the, are one of the best at it because it's so easy not to give a shit about these games. And I, I'm never going to act like I don't care. By uh, the way, Andy – While oh, you tweet God. after the loss, I don't even care. Can, can we, I say a um, lot of shit. I say a lot of shit. Can we please the NBA, man? And I know I'm becoming oh. this insufferable European soccer person. Oh. We got to cut the season down. God damn. These games, man. How do you get like... Could you imagine if we just did the round robin? Well, just, you guys, just you guys watch the Champions League once, and you're like, "Yeah, dude, we have it. a 12 game season." Let's go. No, not a 12 game season. <laughs> round robin, home and home, everybody. Two games a week, so that all of these injuries and the load management and all of that. We gotta so, do five other nights a week. Talk, have friends. Come on, man. You know, you know have friends. Thing. Obsess about the games that that had just happened because there's actual consequence to it. Like That's because of the true. churn, we just move on to the next. That's thing. true. It doesn't, it doesn't stop it's NFL facts. people from talking all day. You know, you be, you, be a film, you be a film guy. Just start breaking it down. That's it. That's it. <laughs> And it's like, oh, the last three, you you start acting like a three-game sample actually matters the way they do in the NFL. Like, I'm really ready to yeah. get this 82-game shit out of here. It's never and I'm not just end. saying that as a cynical media person who's just like, really, guys, 82 games? But I, I, I honestly think just as a practical matter, it's too many games. It, driving the interest of the game would be so much better because tonight they throw Warriors in Milwaukee I mean, like, like the call, like from a, like Warriors Bucks on TNT. This is marquee matchup. It and should the Warriors, matter. It should matter. The Warriors go down by 18 and they're like, fuck it. 
because we have a game tomorrow against Indiana, and us <laughs> winning at Indiana means exactly the same thing <laughs> as us winning in Milwaukee. So who cares, right? And so I, that, that's, that's the problem. But that's if it's the, the if it's the NFL, we're having an existential conversation. Oh my God! Bucks have their number. They have no answer for thirty-four. Good. It's over, bro. You know, Steve so- Kerr's job might be on the line. Like, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're, bro, we're having a lot more fun with this if if these games just didn't come washing over you. Yeah, one game after another. I've really become a true believer in this. I really think, and you know, again, I, I get it. Is I've been watching way more Premier League now. I'm you're, I'm you're honestly trying to, trying to build a little FOMO. I get it. I'm, yeah, I'm, people I'm honestly not opposed to scrapping the playoff like the Premier League. Wow. Okay. I'm not opposed next, to that. I'm not call, opposed. Call, I'm next not call, opposed Tim. to the 60 call, point system. <laughs> now, now we're doing draws. Now it's Let's like that's it. the result yeah. got a point. Hey, what's penalty <laughs> kicks? What would be the basketball version of penalty kicks? If, uh, if it's free throws, that works out for the Warriors. I yeah, feel pretty, well, look, yeah. I'm willing to put make point differential part of the equation. Dunk, I'm punk off that. That's not listen. I'm I'm willing to make this thing, but you know Lo- whatever. Need a dunk off. Yeah, we get our playoff fix with the Champions League, so like it's unfair to say that about um English Premier League because we do get a playoff format with Champions You're League. Sick. But man. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just trying to spice things up, Andy. I'm trying to get some new lingerie. Oh, you know, get a little role play going. I, I get it. You're enjoying the World Cup. I get. I, it. I just. I just looked up <laughs> anal beads on Amazon. I'm, I'm trying to spice it up, Andy. <laughs> for the for the dude or for the girl. <laughs> hey, for both. What? Hey, what? Hey, why not? <laughs> Uh, all right, we got we got one more. We got one more. We're out of here. <laughs> out of control. Yeah, I think the like of is the Jerry Jones of the NBA. Like, I think he, I think post Steph, this is gonna probably be like one of the worst like incompetent franchises in the league. Post Steph, that's my tip. Let's go. All right, post Steph. Worst here's, franchise in the league. Here's the underbelly of Lightyear's nation for Waz. Yes. Lakob does not appreciate what Steph Curry's done. And we're entering a Jerry Reinsdorf, Jerry Jones post, post era. When, when Steph retires, they're going to be like the Bulls after MJ, where, you know, they have this name cachet, but then all of a sudden you're looking up, you're like, eh, they haven't really done shit for 20 years. Kind of just living off the residuals of that uh that era. Okay, I'll now let you speak here. Here's here's <laughs> again. I I I'm a native New Yorker. There's a guy named Jim Dolan up there who has something to say. Uh, none of the success, twice the arrogance of Jerry Jones. So there's that. I think the the thing about Lakeup though that that Dubs fans have to appreciate is he's empowered Bob Myers and Steve Kerr and he's put money behind that empowerment. He's empowered competence. You can't put him in the Jerry Jones, Reinsdorf, all of that. There's no guard packs, nonsense. There's no, none of that crap. There's no, um, making your son the king of, of the entire land. Not to say that his son doesn't work for the team and he's, Uh. And he's not, but he's by all accounts, he's not some crazy person walking around the place like he's the, the king of basketball, right? Um, he's empowered Steve Kerr and Bob Myers. That like I'm sorry, like that's that, that's job number one of ownership. Empower competent people and then spend money to support it. He's doing it. You you can't like like, bro, y'all taking, I, I hate to defend the owner. Trust me. I hate these fucking oligarchs. I hate every single last one of them. Right. Um, I, out. No. Don't, don't get me started on my comrade shit. Don't get me started. However, when it comes to his class of peers, bro, he's at the top of his class and you can say it's a low bar. You can say whatever you want. He's empowered, competent people and has put money behind it, bro. He spent on it. And, so you, and you would, can say, oh, he should be spent. Okay, go go look at the other would, owners in this league. You would, go look so at Robert Sarver. 
and that freaking mess. Mark Cuban. Go Mark look Cuban. at the rest of these cats. James Dolan. Underrated a mess. Bro. I don't think he gets – I don't think he gets uh, – Not good. Because they didn't Bro, used to, you know who's underrated? Like Jeannie Buss. Go look at what she's oh, yeah. doing I mean, to the freaking jewel of the NBA. I mean, you know, I know one wants to talk about it, but we, 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 that's another show. We ain't but, just, but just look at the track record. <laughs> look at the people she's empowered. Look at what she's done as in her capacity as the chief executive officer of the team, the people who she has empowered, who she's delegated authority to and um put resources behind. And now look at what Joe Lacob is out here doing. You can be like, you you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't put Lake up in the category of these bums. The guy in Minnesota. What, what, we don't even know if A Rod's group has the money to buy this thing. Letting him bring up trade bring guys. Up a fair point. You just start listing names around the Come league. On, it's like bro. it's like uh. Come on. It's like when you complain. It's like when you're a kid complaining to your parents, and they're like. Do you really want to have this conversation about how much worse your life could be right now? Bro, you know? play, play Bennett. He's he empowered um Sam Presti, which is smart. Sam Presti, he's as good as it gets in that position. But guess what? He's cheap. Lakeup is empowering competence and paying for it. it like you gotta, you just gotta you Who, who's just gotta the best? Who's the who's the top three owners in the in the NBA? Board of governors. Be correct. Yeah, yeah. I would say, <laughs> I would say, um, Les Alexander. But did he? No, he sold his no, he team. Sold, but he, he was, sold his team like. But three he. Years, but is, years but ago. Tillman Furtado shows you why he was good at what he yeah, did. Yeah, but yeah. Like, we haven't heard from Tillman in a while. Interesting. Right, but I would, I would say. Go with the Heat. Lake up for Mickey, sure. Mickey, Mickey Arison, for sure. Um. You're in LA. You gotta do the you gotta do the media thing and, and just slobber all over uh, Balmer. Nah. Well, what I like about <laughs> Balmer is that he's used his ridiculous riches to make the team better. Uh, I'm sorry, he's like I'm paying for a new arena. Not only am I paying for a new arena, I'm just giving James Dolan four hundred million dollars to get out of my way to do so. Right? Um, again, which, which management- goes into making sure the Knicks stay bad. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> management, um, he, he management has been sta- um stable, and those guys are a competent group. So, uh, like Bomber, I mean, sorry, he's done a good job at at what he's asked to do. Um, who else would you say is jo- good? Joe Joe Sy's not in there. He's not making the top. <laughs> of course not. We're not touching Brooklyn. We're, we're not. We're not going to do the whole top. I just, I just. I guess you would. You would put like. You would put like up in the top three. Lakeup's in there. Arison's in there. Uh, I guess you could say what you Boston, want. Boston, yes, Boston, definitely competent ownership. In the again, look at who they empower, and you know we won't get into email, but like look at who they empower, <laughs> and. You know, look and just look at the results, right? And and it's and but it's not just playing the results. It's like this is success born over decades in Miami, right? Uh, this is success. Like the Golden State thing is going on ten years now. It's about to be ten years of you know. Again, Steph Curry deserves a lot of that, but you know they didn't have to bring in Steve Kerr. And as much as y'all used to bitch about Steve Kerr. He's a damn good we're coach. Ed, we're editing this out anyway. We're, yeah, we're, it, it was just a genius move. <laughs> Steph didn't want no, Steve kidding. Kerr. If you want to go back in time, nah. so you know, That's so true. like you got to give this guy his credit. And 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 the thing is, the reason why we're struggling to come up with this great ownership because it don't exist. Yeah, the people, the, the owners that hire competent basketball people, get out the way and are willing to spend to support it, to invest in it. It's three guys. Come on. I mean, look, Jed York, he he fucked up and then he hired Kyle Shanahan and he said, I'm just gonna not ever talk again. You take the <laughs> you, take, you take the bullets, bro. Yeah, and, and I mean it's it's kind it's worked. I mean the Niners are, you know, fine. Look at the look at the Niners. You look know, at the Niners. At, I, you know, they'll lose again in the playoffs in agonizing we'll fashion. You, but god we'll damn, get you a Brock Purdy jersey. Yeah, I got okay. you. Hey, I was impressed. I'm sorry. I was impressed. It was was wildly impressive. He's slinging deep balls. He's, hey, hey, man. He already won me over over Jimmy G. Jesus Christ. I mean, he might, he He did like three things Jimmy's never done in that first game. Not even a a question about Waz. 
Appreciate you, you as always, my man. Yeah, love you guys, man. Check out what we're doing, Ringer NBA, uh, every single Wednesday and Friday. I'm up there. Go go check the podcast. Check out Full Court Fits on YouTube. Um, yeah, man, just just support what we're doing, the, the, the brand and, and all of that. And obviously, you guys are my brothers. Anytime y'all need me, come up here. And, and Warriors fans, y'all going to be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> I think this is what everyone needed right now. Appreciate you. You're going to be fine. Yes, Thanks, yes, sir. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.